Welcome to Tuesday Take, a weekly podcast where we sit down with Pastor James to get a little insight into life, questions, and past sermons. Our hope is to use God's Word to challenge you and encourage you so that you can see gospel restoration in your everyday life. With that, here's today's episode. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take. I am sitting here with Pastor James and Pastor Dylan. Fellas, how are y'all this morning? We're doing great, man. I'm good, Shane. That's good. That's really good. You guys have a good morning? Drank some Celsius. Some old Celsius. You've really gotten to the Celsius. You know what it tastes like? Did y'all ever have uh, Kill Cliff? Nope. Nope. Okay, well. That's new to me. Anyway. Look, we're close to the same age, so I think you're making this up. No, it was like kind of a CrossFit thing, but anyway. No, I for sure don't know it. It was developed by Navy SEALs. Anyway, they taste similar. That's all I'm saying. If there's anyone on the planet who would know what that is, it's a thousand percent. I don't say that in a mean way. You just love CrossFit games and things like that. He's a CrossFit guy. I mean, well, I'm, I'm not a CrossFit guy to the point where I'm like, that's all I ever like post about or stuff like that. So. You have said before, though, if you were doing anything else, it would probably be a CrossFit gym on the beach somewhere. So you, know, a, you have a, said that. That's I've a heard I said in the beach. A, uh, yeah, really? you like want to open up the garage doors, looking out at the water. I don't remember saying you, that. Yeah, I, I, I've I've heard heard it. I, yeah no, it's it. throwback to an old episode, man. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Well, hey. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's my fallback. If breach didn't work out, <laughs> it's my fallback. If anything happens, that's right. right? Lord, please don't let it. Anyway, um, James, you said something yesterday in your sermon, and just kind of looking at, at today's podcast, wanting to talk about it. Um, you said that we have to always know what stirs our affection for Jesus. Other times you've said, fan the flame. I think that's one of those, like, again, we talked about it last week, one of those, like, things that we throw around in church a lot that sometimes the definition may be elusive whenever you first hear it. So what does that mean, like, to y'all? Like, whenever you hear fan the flame, know what stirs your affection, what does that mean? Well, when I've heard Pastor James talk about that, the the first thing I kind of think of is when worship, and not just worship, like, through song, not, not just worship music, but when worshiping through your life, when that gets hard or it gets kind of... Uh, the same old, same old, like, how do you break out of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the idea of, of like kind of going through the motions. And I think sometimes that's kind of like when you read through scripture, um, like I, like, or I know for me, one of the things I think the idea of like fanning the flame of our love or stirring our affection for Jesus is a lot about like remembering what he's done for us. Cause I was thinking about, I think it's Deuteronomy eight where it talks about, he's like, hey, be careful that when you've gone into this new land, everything's gone good for you. You have houses, vineyards, all these things. Be careful you don't forget God and what he's done for you. And so I think a lot of the times in our life, we're very forgetful people. And when we become forgetful, um, it's this idea of our affections. We just grow apathetic toward the things of God. It, it, it's just like it doesn't move us. It doesn't, And it's not always necessarily about a feeling. But I think there's like this drive within us to be with God, to want God, to want the things of God, to have our minds set on those things. And I mean, I think if we're all honest, that there are moments, seasons that we have to constantly fight within us to make sure our affections are being stirred, you know, toward Jesus. I think one of the things of this, too, is like anytime we hear a question like this in a church context, it's always like, oh, man, what a that's just a a really hard question that I'm going to have to really wrestle with. But like. You put it in a marriage and somebody's like, how do you stir the affections you have for your spouse? Then it's like, oh, that's simple. Uh, we go to, like for me, I got to know if Kelly's had a hard week and I want her to feel loved. We go to Waffle House. 
Like that's just one of the things we do. She uh, loves Waffle House. Something about a waffle and there hash really browns. Is. And, I mean, yeah. that's her go to. Yeah. Well, I think the like because I was thinking about the idea of like the marriage and there's something I usually say at like when I do wedding ceremonies is. It's not the love that sustains the marriage or the covenant or the commitment. It's the commitment that sustains the love. And so I think if we, I guess that I want to make sure as we're talking about like, because we are talking about affections and it is feelings within us, but it's more than just feelings, you know, about a deep commitment to the things of God. And so sometimes we just aren't committed. It's the same way we can be in a marriage um, is that we can be so just going through the motions that we're, we look up and we're just roommates, you know, so how do we, Make sure that it's not that, but we're continually pursuing one another. And so I think it's, I guess, circling back to this idea of, like, what does it mean to fan the flame is, like, how are we making sure to prioritize our relationship with Christ so that it's not just this apathetic thing, but it's the central thing, you know, in our life. Absolutely. And so why do you think our hearts grow cold? Like, what, what causes this apathy? What causes this going through the motions? Why does that happen? Couple thing. One was my, and we just said earlier was the idea of like forgetfulness is mm-hmm. like we just forget the gospel. We forget what he's done for us. We get or we get over it, you know. Or um, I think it's Paul Tripp talks a lot about apathy of that we just become familiar with things. And so I mean, just think about anything in our life. Like if you buy something new, um, I mean, even think about mirror. I mean, whatever it is, like the newness of it is awesome, but that newness wears off and you become so familiar. Something that used to produce all in you now is just like oh you don't even notice it anymore um and i think we can do the same thing with god the gospel what he's done for us is it doesn't produce awe in us of like man i can't believe that god saved me and rescued me and it's like we almost become like oh yeah of course he did you know yeah and i think it's also like the absence of things like we're going to get into some stuff here in a little while i'm sure through conversation but like it's important to read your Bible. It's important to pray. It's important to gather together. Like it's, it's very important to do things because those like, obviously you're going to have like your kind of niche things that fan the flame for you personally. But like these things across the board also do it and probably do it well. And I think that's why I like, I think a lot of the times whenever people hear like you need to be in church immediately, it's like, well, that's super legalistic and reality. Like anytime you've said that from the pulpit, it's not like, do that so we can have numbers. Like you legitimately care for people. And it's like, hey, the farther you are away from all of this, the easier it is to never fan the flame. It's the easier to, to not stir your affection for Jesus. Yeah. Have y'all read um John Mark Comer's the Elimination of Hurry book? Okay. It's a good one. Read it. Nah. But uh I put it on my list. <laughs> that's right. But anyway, he has this thing, he talks about John Ortberg and um Dallas Willard at the beginning, and they, he has, I wrote just a couple of things down that he says, which I think is really good. He's, so here's what they say, that hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. And then they make this comment that we must r- ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And when you think about it, like when he says that, and John Montgomery talks about it in the book of like, when you think about the great enemy of our day, of our spiritual hearts, and you'd be like, hurry? I mean, wouldn't it be something like really secular? Like, like you kind of think of these other things, and then I think it's Corey Tim Boone makes this quote. He says this, or she says this, that both sin and busyness have the exact same effect on our hearts and souls. They cut off our connection to God. And I was thinking about that of like this idea of like fanning the flame or when our hearts grow apathetic, and it could be for some of us that we're so at a pace in our life, so hurried, so rushed, even think about our quiet times. I mean, things like, 
or church or whatever it may be. It's like we want it like quick, just just you know, I just want to take a quick shot of something, just give me what I need. And he's like in the book he just talks about like the thing that quenches a lot of our spiritual growth, our hearts, our affections is that we're so hurried that we don't take time to actually stop, be with God, be with community, be with people. Um, and so, I mean, it was a very impactful book for me just in thinking of my own life. Could it be then our day, the reason why we feel our hearts are apathetic, we feel disconnected from God is because we're just so busy. Yeah, well, that makes me kind of kind of think of this. Like, is it normal to feel this way? Like, does that happen to everyone? Is it just like the people who aren't as good Christians or like... Is this a normal thing to go through? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would. Yeah, I mean, let's. I mean, if you're if you're have breath in your lungs and your heart's beating, I would say absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think. I mean, because then it's like, why? Why does throughout the scripture? Why does God constantly tell us to don't forget? You know, or why do they have to put things like fan the flame within you? And so, like, why? I think all these things are written because. Just like I mean, we have a tendency to be apathetic. We have yeah. a tendency to forget. We have a tendency to not be in awe. We have a tendency to be hurried and not sit in the presence of God. You know, on yeah. things. I think one of the songs we sing as a church, uh, it's by a guy named Cody Carnes. It's nothing else. And man, like I heard this song. I was on my way to um, helping out with the D now, leading worship at a D now over in Ruston for a buddy of mine, Wes Pierce. And uh, somebody had sent me this song. It was like, man, I don't know if you heard this, but. Like, it's exactly where I am. And I remember um, hearing everything. I was like, man, this is really pretty. You know, it's really, really good. But then he gets into the, I, guess, I don't even know what part of the song it is, but he says, you know, I'm sorry that I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry I've sang another song. And like, if we're not careful, careful, even as as people who, like, you know, work at a church and all these kind of things, like, so one of the things I love about the staff and the culture of our church is, like, I think it's really easy for people on Sundays to see like, oh, they're super open and honest with us on Sundays. That's good. But like for me, even more so, like I see this with you guys on the like daily, like of guys like I'm struggling with this. Can we, can you guys be praying for me or whatever it is? And so like, I know for me, one of the things that helps combat this and one of the things that like shows me like at the same time, like, hey, I'm not alone in this is the fact that I hear you guys and then even church people being like, I'm just struggling with this, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, just think about what you just said. So, I mean, think about, so I think we do have a tendency to feel dry. We do have a tendency, because I was looking at Psalm um, 63, when he's praying, he's like, my my flesh faints for you. He's almost talking about like, my soul is like a dry and weary land where there is no water. And so he's like, I need you to refresh me. I need you to restore those things. So thinking about that, like, how, how can we stir our affections for Jesus? Like, so how can, and you just said a little bit, I think was good, the idea of like community, being around people, but like, let's go a little deeper in. Like, how can we actually stir our affections for Jesus? Well, I think, and this this may be an obvious answer, but and you kind of said it on Sunday, like, Scripture is what gives us life. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you're if you're not in, in your Word, if you're not reading it, if you're not meditating on it, then you're not going to have life. You know, you're, you're going to be dry. You're going to feel disconnected from the Lord and all those things. Absolutely. And I think, uh, I mean, I guess I always hit on community when it comes to this because, like, I've seen... I've seen Shane not in community and I've seen Shane in community and one is significantly better than the other. And so I think that one of the best ways that I find community, find, you know, how to fan the flame is like being able to just talk about life with people. Yeah. Well, I think it's like you, when you're with people, you, I mean, it, uh, um, iron sharpens iron, you know, that same idea of like, Hey, while we're together, like that's supposed to help us, 
uh, to fan the flame. Uh, I just want to throw this out there. Um, we talked about it just a little yesterday, the idea of, uh, of prayer and pray until you want to pray. How does that make y'all feel? Like to think about that thought, that Puritan thought of, hey, pray till you finally want to pray. Kind of makes me mad because <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's a, that's an obvious answer. Thanks. You know, but I, th- I mean, I think there's a lot of truth in it. You know, it's mm-hmm. the more you do it, the more in tune you're going to feel with the Lord. So even if you don't feel like praying, pray, you know, talk to God anyway. Also, I like how you phrase it, like pray, like, really how they phrase it. Um, I just took it from them. What <laughs> <laughs> original thought. Right. I mean, if it was, uh, I, I appreciate you also yeah. giving credit. Uh, but like, it's not just, well, I don't feel like praying. Well, I don't just pray. Like it's, well, pray until you feel like it. Because how many times have we used that excuse of like, well, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading my Bible. Well, just read your Bible. That's not helping me. Like, mm-hmm. I just told you I don't feel like doing that. But whenever you're confronted with the whole thought of like, do it until you want to, then it's like, I have like, then like conversations in community right. come back. It's like, how's your Bible reading? I'm not reading. What did you pray? Did you read? Did you pray? Did you do this until you wanted to? No, nah, I just tried it one day and I was kind of out. Yeah. So for me, it's like, oh, I can't really hide in this. But I guess, of course, I, and I guess the problem with it, it feels a little legalistic, you know, of, hey, well, you know, it just force yourself to do it, you know. And so I think, but then again, I think about all of life. If you want to see progress and growth in all of your life, I mean, there's going to be days you don't feel like doing something, but you got to do it anyway. You know, like I, I always associate it to like working out. I mean, there are days where I, I can't wait to work out. There are also days where I'm like, begrudgingly, I do not want to do this today, but yet I'm going to do it anyway. And then always afterward, I'm always, I've never been like, you know what, I I, I, sh- I didn't want to do that. Like every time I'm always like, man, I'm glad that I forced myself to do it. And I guess right. that's the whole idea of yeah. discipline, you know? Yeah. Well, small scale, uh, you're really the health guy, and I love that that's a thing with you. I ate a lot of... I mean, Dylan is too, but like... I work at the gym, night. man. Come on. <laughs> like yesterday, we had the bake auction for the church, and um, me and Kelly have been eating really clean, doing our best, and then we bought two pies yesterday and like ate those pies, like sitting there watching other people buy pies, and like other people were like, you want some of this? And obviously, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to be kind. And so, but like when I got home yesterday, I was like, what a mistake. Like we've been eating good for a few like weeks, almost a month now. And like one day, like this morning when I woke up, I was like, I don't, I don't want to look at anything sweet right now. And I think it's uh, kind of the same thing as like what you're saying. Like at some point, like, I mean, I, I think that like there's a, a switch because look, I love bread and I love fries and I love things that are probably not great for me. But it was weird waking up this morning. It was like, man, I don't want to go back to that. I want to stick on what I've been on. And I think that that's, as you're fanning this flame, as you're doing this, like, man, I, I, I just, I feel like I'm reading my Bible out of necessity. Like I, like I, I want to do this rather than like, I've been having to do this. I think that uh, with that quote, man, that it kind of hit me probably fourth bite of a pie yesterday. I was like, dang, this is deeper than I thought, man. Well, I, like I was thinking of, um, like the idea of like, uh, or why Galatians six, I think says, it says, do not grow weary in doing good for it, for in due season you'll reap if you do not lose heart if you don't give up you know and so i think there's some in this of like hey you got to keep going you know and that's a reminder for it was i say that's a reminder for me because i think there's times where you're like is this really working is this really doing anything and i think the reminder is like hey don't grow weary in doing good like doing the things necessary scripture reading prayer you know the things that i think are common to all of us but it's like hey 
keep doing those. You're, you're going to reap something like God is doing something in you. And so like, keep pressing in, keep, you know, keep doing the things that you know that God's going to, God's told us his word, prayer, being with him, like community, church, gathering together. Like God's told us these are, don't forsake these things, pursue these things. And so I think if, as we pursue them and just keep doing it, um, I think God meets us there and we'll, we'll notice that our hearts will grow warm toward him. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of Second Kings uh, chapter 3. Uh, Elisha is out with the armies, and they're fighting, and there's been no water, no rain, or anything like that. And, like, men are dying, animals are dying, all these things are happening. And, like, the Lord tells Elisha, like, I'm going to send water. It's not going to come through rain. You're not going to see wind. You're not going to see any of that. But you have to dig the ditches. And it reminds me of, you've said it before, like, I have to just keep showing up. Like, I have to just keep doing these things. And, man, like, that's to me is one of the things that like, I think that we, with everything we've talked about so far, it's one of the easy ways to be like, yeah, but I don't feel it. So I'm kind of done. I don't want to do that. And so for us, for you guys, like we're not immune to this. Immune. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. I couldn't think of the word. We're not immune to this. Like this happens to us Mm -hmm. too. And so whenever these times come, how do you guys, you know, personally fan the flame? Well, one of the ways, and I guess it kind of fits into those obvious ways, like like prayer and scripture and community. Um, but I guess more specifically, like one of the ways that I I feel I don't know, reconnected with God or like I just in a tight relationship is I love a good walk outside, walking and praying, just talking with the Lord. Especially if it's if it's kind of by myself or not a lot of people around, I can pray out loud. Um, that just kind of helps me talk through things with the Lord, um, whether it's I mean, for any reason, but especially when I feel disconnected. Yeah, I was going to, I'll piggyback off of you, Dylan, because that was something I, I think it was like the end of last year, beginning of this year of like going on a, like a walk, you know, and like intentionally just like not necessarily for exercise, just like just like just walk with God, talk to him, mm-hmm. um, slow, slow down, you know, um, and so doing some intentional things like that, you know, I, I think for me, it. I have to like almost plan when that will be. Yeah. I guess that idea of like hurry, you know, I can feel so hurried that I'm like, all right, I have to plan and make that unhurried time where I could just like block off some time just to walk and talk and, you know, and have a conversation with God, you know, cause I, I, I think it was the end of last year, I read a book called a praying life. And that was one of the things that it talked about was of like, talk to God. Like you would, like if you're walking with your wife, like how would you talk? And, right. and you know, cause I, I don't know if you feel this way when you pray, that like you feel like you're jumping all over the place, you know, it's hard to like stay on task, but he was like, but think about like a normal conversation you have with somebody. I mean, you're, you talk about a lot of things, you know, like something comes up you start talking about this. And he was like, well, why don't you just talk to God that way? You know, like, yes, there are intentional things that you want to pray about, but like make it a conversation, make it, it's a relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. I know when I say this, uh, you're going to walk too. No, 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 no. (laughs) I mean, I do, but it's not to pray. Um, when I say this, I know you're both going to roll your eyes and even you listening on in maybe as you're driving or working out or, um, especially my wife, you're going to roll your eyes. But for me, this goes back and I'll tell you the backstory. But, uh, when I wash dishes and I know what that sounds like, I know what that sounds like, but Kelly and Shane first get married. Um, we found out, on the way home for our honeymoon that Kelly's dad had been diagnosed with cancer and found out the next week that it was stage four and it was really, really bad. 
during those moments, I remember um, my parents went through something simpler, similar with, with my mom's uh, parents, and I called my dad. I was like, what do I do? He was like, you've got to give her space, and you've got to find a way to pray. And so inevitably, you're always going to have dishes in the sink. So fast forward to now, like, or even in that time, too, what I would do is, like, I would give Kelly time to, to grieve, work through thoughts and feelings and stuff, and I would just go wash dishes and pray. And so, like, that's one of the things – Again, we had, you know, I was a, a youth pastor in Winsboro, and so we always had kids over, so I'm like washing dishes that we just have all the time. And in that, like, I found time to pray. I found time to pray specifically for things, and even, like, kind of what you're saying, kind of bouncing all over the place. And even still now, gosh, almost seven years later, washing dishes is something that, like, whenever I, I go to do it, like, I immediately, I'm like, okay, this is my time where I can just be alone. I usually put my AirPods in, have something playing on my phone, and, and I just have however long it takes with the Lord, um, to, to get the dishes done. And, and sometimes I let dishes rack up in the sink because then I do have a longer period of time. And, and I know this sounds like, like, no, you're just getting points to your wife. Like, no, it, we have a dishwasher. Like, uh, but like, that's one of the, the weird ways for me. That's like, man, like that's an intentional time for me that I can have a prolonged, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes where I'm just focused on the Lord. And I know that's a weird time to do it, but like, that's my thing. That's like the, have you read, um, Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. Look, man, you keep, <laughs> you keep throwing out book titles. You, I just need a list so I can read through these. Well, because like in, in the book, Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence, he's like this monk, and that's he talks about practicing the presence of God anywhere you are, and he was at the monastery. He was in charge of dishes. So that's why I was like, maybe you got it from Brother Lawrence. But anyway, but that's what he, does, that's what he did was like, hey, you can – be in the presence of God and bring in the presence of God and spend time with God. It doesn't matter where you are. You can even be washing dishes. You can be driving a car. He didn't have a car back then, but you know what I'm saying? Like you you can, you can do it. There's a lot of different ways that you can do it. And I think that's like, as we were talking about the idea of like fanning the flame, there's some very consistent things of reading the word, being in prayer, gathering with community, but the way in which we do it, like it could be like reading scripture. You may actually read it from the Bible or, you know, I know different people use the Dwell app. You know, maybe it's you have a long commute to work and so you put on scripture and you allow it just to sit and meditate on it as you drive. So I mean, that looks a little different, but it's still the same thing. Prayer, it may be washing dishes, going on a walk. It could be early in the morning, it could be late at night, it could be at your lunch break. Um and so different people respond in different ways, you know, to to prayer. And so I think it's just trying to find, hey, what works for you in your life, your stage of life, you know, however that looks like, and do the things that God's called us to do. And he's like, hey, just just keep keep doing these things. I think one of the things that we can do, too, is I think that, like, when you hear this, is like, man, but what about for me? And, I, and again, like, going back to a marriage metaphor, like, if I'm struggling in something, I can ask Kelly, like, hey, how, how can I do this better? Like, it's the same thing in your prayer life. You can pray, you know, Lord, I, I want my uh, affections to be stirred for you. How, like, God's not going to be like, no, I'm not going to show you how to do that. Like, he's going to be faithful to, to show you, like, here's something that you can do that you can feel closer to me. I say like A.W. Tozer has a uh, a prayer, and he is one of part of his prayer is says this, I want to want you. And uh, I love that line of the prayer that he prays because it's like I, I feel that and he's like God I I I don't want you but I want to you yeah. know and it's like bringing that like I want to desire you I don't have a desire so would you put that in me I want to want you and so 
I love that kind of phrase of that idea of like, hey, we can bring it. Like, if your heart is dry, like, tell God. You know, yeah. I mean, you have psalms to testify of it. You know, like, hey, my heart is dry. I feel like a dry and a weary land where there is no water. That doesn't sound real good. And so if you're like, hey, I feel apathetic. And sometimes, like, I'll tell God sometimes, God, I don't want to pray right now. I really don't, you know, but please help me. You know, help me to pray. Like, help me to. That's good. Um, have the desire. I don't really want to read your word. I really don't care to do that right now. And so I think it's like bringing our honesty to God and just say, hey, would you meet me in that? I, I want that desire. So, you know, please give it to me. Absolutely. Man, uh, I think that this is one of those things that when we talk about it, it, it kind of is like, yeah, that's a cool thing. I probably need to do that. But man, whenever you're kind of, and you step back and you look at like, man, this is easier than I thought it was. Like to really kind of track something down, man. Like, Again, I think that we've been throwing this phrase around a lot. Like, it's hard to hide and stuff like that. And so um, my hope and my prayer for this is, like, that people would find what, you know, fans the flame and their affections towards the Lord. Um, And so, fellas, thank you all for sitting down and having a conversation. And thank you for checking out another episode of Tuesday Take.